Lalam. Welcome back to our le- oh, program here. <laughs> Fetching the drink, Governor. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit, man. Um, everybody feeling okay? Nobody's coughing? Uh, <laughs> Good, because we're about to blow up. <laughs> ¿Cómo están, damas y caballeros, gentes de todas orientaciones? Soy yo, Drácula de la Noche. <laughs> who, knew, who knew Dracula was Salvi? That's, that's crazy. Sí, por supuesto. Soy el número uno vampiro de uh, San Salvador. So, uh, tell us, uh, Salvi Dracula, um, how deep are you into the drug trade? No me el chapo está conmigo en el alma. Yo tengo cocaína detrás de mis dientes. Oh, dientes filos. Y ahora unas palabras de Sugar Crisp. Very cool, very cool. Wow. Um Así vamos a introducir nuestro show. Yo soy Pablo Morales Martínez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And, and juntos nosotros somos Robots vs. Taxes. Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> Goddamn it, right, Woo. motherfuckers. Wow. <laughs> That's an intro for the ages. That is one heck of an intro. I can guarantee there is no other show on Radio Free Brooklyn that will introduce themselves like that yes this week no yeah, this week because <laughs> who knows man uh, the you know the fine people at uh fallen fallen woman might have uh might have an, an equally explosive intro maybe uh maybe a ronin hour oh they're they're just having a rocking intro it's it's the wild west out there yeah you, you just never know what's going to happen so folks um how you feel you washing your hands you you taking care of yourselves because Listen, You're bathing in Purell, because nobody's taking care of us. No, at all. We are doomed. Nobody gives a fuck, man. More monkey pussy for me. <laughs> I just saw that clip yesterday, man. That's that shit is so. I mean, because he had a point, you know. He's yeah, just no, like, he you don't fuck people and monkeys. <laughs> no, you like, don't. Like, you make a choice, you know. It's that like, is a conscious decision. Hey, dog, you coming out with us tonight? And it was like, nah, I think I'm going to stay at home with my monkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I miss old Chappelle. Yeah. Yeah. New Chappelle is. Is weird and brolic. Yeah, like. he's weird and brolic. Exactly. <laughs> he's sort of like, he's kind of like, I'm still funny, but I made my money. You yeah, know, he's not hungry anymore. No, you he's know, not. which is, which I'm happy for him to tell you the truth. Yeah. Like, I, I'd love to get to that point at, at someday. But look, it, it's kind of what happened with Dave Chappelle to me looks like the opposite of what happened to Al Sharpton. It's uh, like, <laughs> oh God, <laughs> and I, you know, it's fucked up for me to say, you know. um, you know, I wish I could be healthy like either of them. Uh, but uh, is, is Al Sharpton healthy? True. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I he mean, he's healthier. He's healthier. Let's put it that way. Yeah. There, there's a gradient here. Um, yeah. And Dave Chappelle still smokes. Yes. So, true. 
Um, uh, Al Sharpton, the good reverend, the good reverend, uh, he came out in support of Bernie. All right. So yes, awesome. Yes, yes. I mean Bernie, he's building up momentum, and uh, there was this really abhorrent article in the New York Times where. Excuse Which me. one? <laughs> oh, like you would that's throw a true. Fucking rock, and it hit an abhorrent article about Bernie Sanders in the New York Times I specifically. Can, I can only read but so much because I refuse to uh, have a subscription to them. But um, they had interviewed several Democratic superdelegates and asked them about their opinions. Like, if uh, these candidates come into the um, Democratic convention. And uh, their votes are sort of split. Like, let's say Bernie comes in, he does, and he doesn't have like the majority, majority, or something along those lines. There's a, either a super majority or something along those lines. A lot of these delegates were like, "Well, you know, we may not necessarily give it to him." Okay, it's just like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're telling me if he like has the popular vote, but only by like one percent. It was something along those lines, like they wouldn't necessarily just automatically give it to him, which scares me a little bit because it's just like I kind of don't want super. What's that sound? Uh, I think it's the pipes here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely the it's the heat coming up. OK. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like <laughs> it sounds like a fucking animal, right? You live in a ghost house. Yeah, I know I do. Like for ghost house for years coming here, I could swear there was there's an animal energy in here. Would you stop that? And I Would swear that like some sort of puppy is gonna run up to the door. It's like oh, it's God. crazy. You got ghost puppies up in oh, here. Oh, stop that! Up in here. So, <laughs> so <laughs> shout out to John Glazer. <laughs> oh man, Neon Joe Werewolf. But uh, anyway, sorry. I don't like the idea of superdelegates sort of deciding after all these months of campaigning and us voting and being excited that they're going to be like, mm, I don't know, we, we, we th- we th- we're going to choose who we think could beat Trump. And it's not really about who can beat Trump because they know that if Bernie gets in and he gets the presidency, that a lot of them are going to lose their jobs. Like this whole yeah. crooked system is going to get put under a magnifying glass. It is. And that, that that's what a lot of these people are afraid of from from inside the democratic party to the media it's just like now we're really gonna look at the source of problems as opposed to just letting it fester so the media can have propaganda to boost their ratings right uh i i think that um given the the pushback um that the media itself has been like inflicting on the on bernie's campaign I mean, I, I, it's obvious that his momentum scares everyone. Everybody. Um, and that's like from MSNBC, oh. which I'm like, really? Really, you guys? Really? They're terrible. They only have like one anchor who's actually like calling it. What, I think Chris Matthews. Chris, Is it- Chris Matthews, who fucking had to eat crow and like apologize for comparing Bernie's win to the Nazis entering France. Right. Now, actually... I was thinking about somebody else, but yeah, Chris Matthews, fucking shame Fuck on him that guy. for that for that comparison. He definitely had to eat crow. To his credit, though, it was it was an actual apology. <laughs> it was an actual apology, which is which. I'm like, you know what? I I don't. 
like a lot of people are like I see on social media. A lot of people are asking like, you know, this guy deserves to be fucking fired, you hmm. know. Uh, and I'm just like, no, not yet, not yet. Uh, if he keeps pushing that fucking Nazi button, then he could get fired. He's but, fucking on probation now. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Oh like, yeah, definitely. Jeez. Um, Where like, <laughs> why? Like he's <laughs> like seriously. You're you're gonna say a man who's you know whose uh, grandparents were killed in the concentration camps in the Holocaust. You're gonna say that guy's like Hitler? Wow. Fucked up. Yeah, very, very fucked, fucked up. up. Like, I don't know where he was going with that. It was a Hail Mary. But, um, but yeah, no, me, uh, it's obvious. It's painfully obvious how scared everybody is of Bernie Sanders uh, clinching this nomination and beating Trump. And I'm here for it. I'm this is this is the real kind of shakeup that this country needs, not the kind that uh, Trump offered, uh, which is essentially just chaos. Bernie Sanders is just like let's let's get to the root of the problem. Yeah, you can't go outside without a coat. Yeah, you know. So. <laughs> Make sure all your suits are rumpled <laughs> and f- fight for the revolution. You yeah. know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm surprised at the reaction from Trump, which is basically oh, he he's like holy shit. Bernie might win, you know, he's scared because right now the fucking economy, the thing that he is banking on. Oh, yeah. For his entire like like his whole selling point as a use used (laughs) snake oil, not even new snake oil, (laughs) used Used snake snake oil oil. salesman. Um, He is uh, like his whole thing, his selling point is the economy it's his better call Saul slogan Mm -hmm. right um (laughs) so he's like you know the economy's doing great every time every time they're just like oh but you're you know uh children have died at the border because of you and you're fucking you know you're 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 building up ice (laughs) to the point of they're become they've become a paramilitary institution meanwhile he was like but look at your 401k that was because of me yeah so now he's like up shit's creek because this coronavirus outbreak mm-hmm. is making, you know, Wall Street like clam up. Yep. Clam up hard. So um, you know, it's um, you know, it's getting scary for for Trump, you know. He's good. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's worried now because uh, you know, Bernie might step in after people are just like, "Yo, what the fuck? You promised us money and a wall and you haven't delivered on either yep yep and it seems like uh this wall business is just gonna fall further and further into the background because there's absolutely nothing that he can do to bolster the image of it before this election i mean it's it it, it's a it's just a fucking mess i mean I, i mean i don't want that wall built in the first place but the fight that the fight that he's had over the years in terms of getting money requisitioned for it has been has done nothing but expose how inadequate of a plan he has. Yeah. Um, not to mention that uh, stupid ass effort by I forget the guy's name, but he started a, a, a GoFundMe in regards to we the people will build the wall and got uh, Trump supporters to um, 
donate several million uh, into that cause. Turns out you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like citizens can't just directly fund uh, such an effort like that. So um, they tried to do it themselves and ran across a lot of uh, what's it called? <laughs> Barriers, uh, ironically enough. Uh, they can't, you know, you you have to get permission from landowners. You can't build in certain places because it's an environmental hazard. Not to mention just getting all the materials to that space. Well, his whole like his whole his whole move behind that was to come in and say like, um, which is a very fascistic move, was to come in uh, and say like this this land that you own to the landowners. Mm-hmm. This land that you own is now my is the government's land now. Oh, eminent domain, huh? Yeah. Hmm. So uh, very that old chestnut. Yeah, and, and it's not really reported on a lot, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's because the wall is being built so slowly and in piecemeal, and it's falling apart. Yep. Uh, so by wind. <laughs> yeah. By, <laughs> his, Trump's biggest we, biggest enemy right now. Um. The wind, you know, <laughs> the wind just fucks. With wind, them. like wind and and weather doesn't. They don't. They don't seem to like. Uh, the weather itself isn't very much. A, it's not pro MAGA, you know. <laughs> it's not very pro Trump, because it's always foiling his dastardly plans. Oh. Right. He said that uh, the coronavirus is going to be handled, and when it gets warmer, like around April. April. Yeah, it's gonna go away. Wow. And then the CDC is like, no, 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 shit, a brick, because pandemic time. <laughs> okay? All right, you guys? It's like, seriously. Christ. Like, there were there was been, like, there was a, an outbreak of unknown origin, I think, in one of the Carolinas. Oh, great. Um, great. So, you know, it's, it's, shit's happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah, this is, this is no joke. And, and to be clear um in in regards to the information that's available right now the coronavirus is most um threatening to people who already have compromised uh, immune systems or health statuses um so this would so mainly like the the very elderly or the very young uh, could be affected this is not something to dismiss obviously because uh in regards to the incubation period how easily it seems to spread um, this could have a major impact. This isn't some sort of like um, uh, zombie virus or anything along those lines. No, but, but having a pandemic like this uh, suddenly introduced into the populace when we already have other stuff to deal with, like currently right now the uh, influenza, the, the, the common flu, does kill more people per year as it stands uh, right now. The thing is, though... Um, we have a history in regards to how to handle that particular germ. The thing that makes the medical community so nervous is that there isn't that much history with this coronavirus. It's related to some other uh, things like SARS and, and things of that nature, but there isn't much of a history on this particular strand, which makes people nervous. Yikes. Um, I'm scared of... of- pandemic like anytime that uh, people were talking about pandemics mm-hmm. like when SARS came up yeah I was so like I like that shit keeps me on edge it keeps me awake at night mm-hmm. 
So uh, for me to hear that not only is there a pandemic coming, right? Because SARS came around about during uh, Obama, right? I believe so, yes. And then also Ebola. But he managed to like... He managed to keep that pretty much under control because, because we had, had a, yeah we had a system uh, basically set up that um, that Trump dismantled exactly right? um, pretty much right as soon as he came into office. Yeah, he's like, yeah, fuck that, you know, fuck this, fuck that, fuck Obama. It's like everything's fine. And then, oh no, 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 uh, the, uh, germs don't follow uh, political regimes. No, like, of course not. They're just going to show up whenever the fuck they want and. His news conference earlier this week where he said some of the stuff that you had mentioned, like when it's warmer in April, things will be fine. (laughs) It's going to go away. It's the winter that's making this shit come about. Right. Right. And fucking putting Mike Pence in charge of the effort. Pray the gay away, Mike Pence. So, yeah, his tenure as uh, the... uh the governor of Indiana led to a giant HIV outbreak. Hmm. I'm I'm almost wondering if... And now he's in charge of uh, this whole coronavirus thing. <laughs> We're all going to die. Oh, man. Um, I almost have to wonder, and, you know, this is the conspiracy section of the show, um, if Trump and that regime almost want something like this to happen in the United States so they can you know, suspend the election or something along those lines. Um, What do you think the plausibility of that is? No, no, no. I definitely don't think so. Because um, if that were the case, Trump would be more cocksure of himself. Um, (laughs) But instead... (laughs) That's a great word. Yeah. Instead of being that, he's, uh, you know, he's... uh, He's clamming up harder than, you know, how he must have been when he was when he disrobed in front of Stormy Daniels, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm shy. Oh. Oh. That poor that poor poor Stormy. <laughs> Were you swimming in cold water, Donald? <laughs> no. Why? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, speaking of little dick assholes, um Jeez. Harvey Weinstein went to jail. All right. Yeah. All right. I saw the 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 the, the New York Post mm-hmm. their um their article on like their front page spread on that whole news story, and they were like at the at the top of it was like victory for the Me Too movement, and that rubbed me the wrong way because I'm just like no it's a it's a victory for everyone yeah really um it's it's a sign that um this society is changing and is no longer willing to let uh assholes with money or just asshole like the male patriarchy mm. um come in and abuse women willy-nilly because they can yeah yeah so uh, the new york post once again not worthy of you know uh wrapping your fish in <laughs> or letting your dogs relieve themselves on right. um yeah, that's such a fucking rag. Um, but yeah, I, I believe he is being held until sentencing, which is supposed to happen soon. Um, I hope that he gets the maximum for his uh, for what he's done. There's a great New Yorker cartoon where um, somebody was returning his um, 
his his walker to the prop department at, <laughs> at Weinstein Studios. <laughs> that was pretty good. Oh my goodness! Could good he, zinger. Could he be any more dramatic? Like just sort of walking himself into court, like oh, I could barely stand. How could I rape anyone <laughs> in this state? It's just like give me a break. He made Salma Hayek's life miserable. Miserable. Absolutely miserable. And she, it was really touching story. I was just watching it today. Like she didn't even uh, tell Antonio Banderas at the time. They were close, especially after they um, filmed Desperado uh, because she knew that he would confront uh, Harvey Weinstein and like put his career on the line. And she didn't want to do that. And, you know, she was just, she had just sort of stepped into the, um, onto the scene so you know this whole kerfuffle could have like sank her career um and plus you know she was just unsure and and probably scared like it was you know you come into hollywood and then you have this monster saying like oh you've got to do this you got to do that or you're you're going to be fired you'll never work again and even threaten to kill her at some point oh my god so, yeah like it was like what a piece of shit man yeah, but, i hope they bury him under i hope he like he never sees the day, daylight of freedom ever again. Ever again. Yeah. Let him rot. Yeah. Fuck it. Um, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like wondering if we should prematurely just jump into the robot. Yes, section. please. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> God, everything is so dire. One, one last thing. One last thing. One All last right. Thing. If you uh, have to. Um, so... Um, this is going to be kind of like a, a little bit of a criticism. Um, I was watching the Young Turks, right? Mm-hmm. I'm really not liking their coverage of. Uh, I, I like some of their coverage of and their support of Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. when they criticize Elizabeth Warren. Um, especially there's this, there's this one dude named Fig- his last name is Figueredo. Okay. Um, when they criticize Warren, it's it kills me how it, it's borderline sexist and kind of gross. Hmm. Uh, and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm pro Bernie, but that doesn't make me a Bernie bro, you know. Right. Um, and I, I I hate that that connotation because instantly it's like, oh, you're a Bernie supporter, you must be a Bernie bro. It's like no. I just I I just really think that if we're going to criticize Warren for her politics, there's no need to get dirty about it. Hmm. There's no need to get like what have you heard? Uh, like there, there there's this they keep saying that she's an opportunist and that she's like she's acting like a snake and she stabbed her friend in the back and then and um, that she's weaponizing her femininity, that she's weaponizing her gender. Mm. And uh, they're doing it in such a way that I'm just like, guys, guys, guys. You know, I'm saying this to the screen. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, it, I, I appreciate like their their grassroots uh, movement and, you know, with our revolution in Wolfpack and and. And everything, and and I, I really love that they're fiercely progressive, but um, tone like easy with the fucking like borderline sexism with a critique of Elizabeth Warren. She's she's like she's uh, she's playing yes she's playing politics, but she's doing what politicians do. 
left. So just like if you've got to criticize her politics, criticize her politics. That's fine. Don't don't make it feel like it's such a personal issue. And after you to, after you say this to the screen, uh, do they all turn to you and say, "We're going to kill you, Pablo. <laughs> you are so dead." Get out of my head, man. See, <laughs> get out. Get out. I want out. Let me. Oh, okay. So now's a good time to switch over. All Hold right. on a second. <laughs> Bienvenidos otra vez. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> we get it. Yes. Dracula, do you have your papers? Oh, mira, mira el tiempo. Tengo que irme. <laughs> I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send the vampire ice toward you, <laughs> Vice. Thank you for laughing at that. <laughs> Please clap. Um, I'm Pablo Morales Martinez, and I'm Ernesto Mancibo. Together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes. Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. Um, so yes, apparently uh, you were telling me about uh, Garth Brooks. Yeah, Garth Brooks, who uh, did a concert in. Bumblefuck, let's say, and um, he he was wearing a Sanders like a a football jersey. Mm-hmm. Said Sanders in the back, and all these fucking Republican assholes turned on him quick, <laughs> despite the fact that it's not uh, it's because they all thought he was a Bernie Sanders supporter. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, uh, it turns out that it's a football player named whose last name is Sanders. Wow. Um, and uh, fucking idiots, right? The, the caliber of these fucking dipshits. I bet they went in hard, too. They yeah, were just like, oh, I never liked his music. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I'm burning on my Garth Brooks readers. <laughs> it's like, fine. Get my, get my fucking shotgun. Yeah, make sure you you do it indoors with the windows closed so that the fumes will, you know, <laughs> will enhance your patriotism. Let's put it that way. You know, just follow what the... People who burned their Nike gear did. (laughs) (laughs) There's a gas leak in my house, but I'm going to burn all my Garth Brooks CDs. (laughs) You do that, uh, Buford. Goddamn me, right, Buford. (laughs) Anyway, um, you know, fuck (sighs) them. Anyways, uh, let's move on to the robot section. Thank God. (laughs) All right, folks. Um, they just dropped Superman Red Sun, and I have to say, it was a beautiful return for DC animation to the quality of uh, of their animated films. Yes, DC for how long though? Hmm. You know, I'm so sick and tired of this conspiracy theory <laughs> that you've been rocking the last two weeks. I'm... Every other text from you is just like, "Did you hear DC?" DC is going to get bought out by Marvel. Oh, because it it might be true, you know. Well, what happens then? Where's your god now, hey, Mancibo? Anyways, so um, I hope that was worth it. It was. It was totally <laughs> worth it. Where's your dark side now? <laughs> Where's your Orion and your big barda? All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's just jump into this theory and just in. And see why you you believe this. All right, so uh, so what happened was that I saw uh, from pretty reliable sources. And by pretty reliable, I mean YouTube. <laughs> um, and I think it's like comicbook.com. dot com. Okay, 
and they're all saying rumors mm-hmm. around the Nerdosphere campfires are that um, that uh, because of some kind of AT&T AT&T deal that went south, AT&T is now uh, considering selling its its uh, DC publishing arm and one of the chief uh you know suspects of who's going to buy DC comics as a publishing house is Marvel Comics cuz hmm. right now they're fucking juggernaut you know mm-hmm. uh so I don't know. It's it's it's, it's to, wild speculation. It's wild speculation, but I mean, like, it, it does. Ex- I mean, it's to me, it's probably it'll probably be one of the most interesting moves in comic history to have uh, such a such a giant house mm-hmm. all of a sudden having a like this. I feel like Marvel will then have an iron grip. Yeah, pretty much. Comics in general. What's left after that? Image, Dark Horse, Valiant, and uh, you know a few others. But um, on one hand, I think it's pretty fucking scary. Yeah, I'm just like Marvel shouldn't be allowed to do that kind of shit. It sounds like a monopoly almost. It does. It does. But on the other hand, I'm just like cool well <laughs> right right that you know the whole justice league versus the x-men can you believe that shit the, the mashing of worlds yeah, yeah that would be that would be something really wild to see i'm just thinking in long uh the long term in regards to what that will do to the industry to have like this massive house that just sort of almost overshadows everything else um i i wouldn't want that to happen though i am sort of interested to see some sort of crossover um both both houses have had some pretty sophisticated stories over the years and to bring that caliber of storytelling to a crossover because the last time they crossed over it was silly amalgam yeah it was was worst it was like the worst that that depiction of batman and wolverine merged into a single that was something out of like a seven-year-old's wet wet dream hopped up on sugar was that liefeld's fault because that looks like a everything is Liefeld's fault as far as like a liefeld (laughs) thing it It looks like a monstrosity brought on by liefeld it was it's like somebody just smashed both characters together in a blender it's just like all right this is what came out it's like i shouldn't be alive you know (laughs) (laughs) he looks like do you know that do you remember back in the day there was that 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 flesh book called faust Yes. Um, and it was basically like, what if Wolverine fucked? Right? <laughs> like, he looked like he was, like, part Batman because he had a cape and yeah. he had the kind of, like, the dark, but it, his costume was purple. And then he had the the, the popped claws. Yeah. Um, but he also got down and fucked. Oh, jeez. He got his fucking dick wet. All right. All right. All right. All right, buddy. Oh, okay. Jesus. You could say like, let's pop this hymen. And then all of a sudden just turn tail when I'm just like, he's going to get his dick wet. Oh, man. I'm gonna t- all right. The levels. The levels, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> but, um, I've been hearing I've been hearing rumors that there's going to be a comic book crossover, not a full on buyout, and the series is going to be called Secret Crisis. That's dope. 
Um, and I hope it's cool. At least I hope it's cool. I hope Jonathan Hickman is somehow involved because right now Hickman, John, Hickman can't. Fire. He can't do no wrong. Man. He's on fire. But uh, I've been reading the latest uh, Thor series, and it's in the second issue that got like the Twitter sphere all a flutter because um, there's something called the Black Winter that is making its way into the Marvel universe. It's what. Everybody knows that uh, Galactus is the sole survivor of the previous universe um, that existed before ours. And once he crossed over, that's when he started to gain his uh, the form that we know him in now. Right, right, but right. nobody up until this point has known what killed that prior universe. It was the Black Winter that killed that prior universe. Oh, man. I have to read it. You know what? Fucking uh, Thor has been... On the back burner as like one of my one of the series that I have to fucking read because I know like um uh, like uh, my friend Vladimir was telling me like oh god um Pavel Vladimir how many Russian names are there um so <laughs> uh my friend Vladimir was telling me that uh, I have to read and I started to read uh the the Thor book got the God butcher. It's the one where it's, it, it shows where he, how he lost his fucking arm. And I, I was starting to fucking love it. Mm. And then I, you know, other, other things got like gone the way, you know? Yeah, of course. Um, of course. Other but, comic books, other fucking video games, blah, blah, blah. But this latest series, uh, is uh, really good. The panels that got Twitter all the flutter though, was the, it's 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 showing the 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 Black Winter going through several uh, universes, if, uh, if if that's the word, and one of the universes is the DC universe, or at least it's heavily implied. Um, well, I know, and it got ruined for me on fucking because on Google, yeah, because yeah. Google's like, hey, have you heard of this? And it's like, <laughs> you like this, right? <laughs> yes. Do you like comic books to be spoiled for you? How about Doomsday Clock? <laughs> And it's like Doomsday Clock showed a potential for like uh, Marvel. Uh, don't don't ruin it for me because I'm about to um, go through the whole thing oh, okay, all at right. once. All for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not gonna say what like happened. Ghost Rider's vengeance. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, <laughs> sorry. No, I meant that cuts that cuts through the bum because that's Rage Cage right there. That's, that's true. That's <laughs> heavily Nicholas Caged. Um, Cage unleashed. Anyway, so uh, so yeah, there, there's there's uh, hints of that in Doomsday Clock. So read it. Okay. Um, and I I heard that uh, Doomsday Clock is a really good Superman book. Okay. So. Um, so I'm yeah. definitely going to read that, but yeah. we'll see what the future of Marvel and DC is. Um, again, I just have to reiterate. I hope that they don't merge. I think that would be. I think that would just be stupid, but you know, yeah, I agree with you. It, it's, it's. I mean, maybe you. If it sounds to me like you have more conflicting feelings about it, while I have conflicting feelings about it, I'm still curious as to what kind of titles will be pumped out by Marvel's version of DC Comics. Sure, I mean, there. I mean, with the talent over at Marvel, it would be interesting to see their interpretation of certain DC characters and see how they would humanize them. <laughs> I just want to see the Green Lantern Corps obliterate the Nova Corps. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Ooh. I'm not a real big Nova guy. Really? Um, yeah. Huh. I mean, I, I think, uh, whatever. Like, I, I always... I, you you oh, are so anti-cop that even, like, space cops... It, it, <laughs> even space... <laughs> fuck you, space pig! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> This dash is mine. <laughs> Nobody Leave. touches my space coke. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's purple. That's that's the clip right there. <laughs> that is the clip. So um God, I can't get over that. All right, right, right. Let me hold it together. It's just that um uh, of all the, you know, I know Marvel knocks off DC a lot, mm. and never have like never had I had more disdain for something that was so clearly a knockoff than the Nova Corps, because to me <laughs> it's just like, guys, come out, come on, they're intergalactic cops that get their powers from like some kind of you know, cosmic energy force, and they fly through the universe. Like the fucking Green Lantern Corps. Okay, but they don't have rings. No, they have bands. They have <laughs> quantum bands or whatever. <laughs> Fuck those guys. But quantum quantum implies science, right? Uh, <laughs> uh. Whereas the Green Lanterns, it's just what, you know... Their, their will. Their will, you know? Yeah, look, I and never said that the Green God Lan- help you if you get them in a yellow room. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> Which I, Batman did. And, uh, really? <laughs> he got um, one of the Green Lanterns. He painted a whole room yellow, got a yellow bat suit, and just beat the <laughs> shit out of him. Like, <laughs> That's, you know, and bringing it back to Red Sun, it's like, come on, Batman and, like, uh, like rooms of color, you know, <laughs> because he traps fucking Superman. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, that was dope. That was an awesome scene. I mean, Superman, Superman thought like, oh, you have lamps, <laughs> whatever, you know, it's going to take like thousands of years. And then Batman, boy, we really just dove into this movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, and then Batman just laid him the fuck out and he's just like, oh, blood, uh, you know, it's like pain. You're like, feeling pain? Get <laughs> yeah, used to that. <laughs> and just like, oh, man, he dislocates the, the animation in this in, in these fight scenes. I I really like the, the, the director of of these uh, of some of these uh, DC um, animated movies. His name is Sam Liu, mm-hmm. and he always puts crazy um, fight choreography yes. in all of his in all of his movies. Um so uh, I think he did the the fight choreography for not only for Flashpoint, but I also think he did it for Under the Red Hood. Yeah, I mean he was the director on both. I think, and uh, man, when when Batman dislocates Superman's arm, I was just like, oh, damn! He felt it. He felt that one. Yeah, yeah. So it was um, it was just such a well done story. Uh, the characters were really fleshed out in this sort of alternate reality. Uh, for those of you who don't know the storyline, it's, you know, the classic Superman um, story where he comes from Krypton, he lands in Kansas, America as a baby, and he's raised by the Kents. Whereas in this alternate timeline, he lands in Soviet Russia. Yes. And uh, eventually is um, seen and taken notice by the Soviet government and is sa- sort of made into the 
symbol of the USSR. Um, and all world politics sort of take a different um, fallout from that point. Uh, and it's, uh, it's really interesting to see the contrast of nature versus nurture because there's still some classic Superman in this character in regards to wanting to do the right thing. But he's sort of uh, indoctrinated by communist propaganda of yeah. the day. Yeah, a Stal- St- the, like Stalinist, yes, uh, communist propaganda. Um, the thing I really, the thing that I liked about it was that they changed. They, ha- I feel like because the the, the Red Sun book mm-hmm. gets really trippy at some points. Yeah, uh, and I feel like they did, and it, it gets. It's also very historical mm-hmm. um, because it it talks about like not only. They cut out. Uh, there's there's a subplot about Stalin and his son, mm-hmm. and their influence on you know on on Soviet Russia, and you know it it it's they they cut out a lot of things and they changed things, but they they almost streamlined it mm. to the point where I was just like, this is pretty good because at first I was I was worried because the the animation looks a little cheap. Mm. But damn, like they did a good job with uh, telling a more streamlined story. Yeah, with yeah, Red Sun. So for sure. Um, hopefully, I, and hopefully, it sparks interest in people to go read uh, Red Sun because it'll give you more background, maybe and different twists. Apparently, as uh, Pablo pointed out, um, but both are both are really good interpretations that are just thoroughly enjoyable for me, anyway. What what I'll put I just want to criticize uh, a few things like they do build uh, the current politics of the day into Red Sun, mm-hmm. especially with Bizarro. Yes, uh, where he just straight up says America first. Yep, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, guys, scale it back. I get it. Like I know, I dug I know. it. I really, you did? Yeah, I was just I th- like... I thought it was kind of like, all right. I I rolled my eyes a little bit. I was really happy to see them do that to to show, like, this is what this is what ultra-patriotism looks like. Like, this is what y'all look like when you're like, America first and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, you look just like this guy, unthinking, completely devoted to the state, and not questioning the motives behind what you're being told to do. It's like you're, you become a non-thinking person. Um. I really enjoyed the way they at one point painted America as the sort of semi-fascistic state that it is today, um, but also over time let it let it evolve. It gave it more um, more facets, so it wasn't just straight up the bad guy in the story. Yeah, uh, despite the fact that like Lex Luthor has to become president for it to change. Which I was like, really, Luther? Luther? Okay. I mean, I know it's the same way in the fucking book. So. But yeah, but it was, but it was, it was a different kind of, um, it was a different kind of Luther. I mean, the early uh, version of him in the film was sort of like classic Luther, sort of uh, egotistical, um, only chasing power, will crush almost anything in order to get it. Um, but as he progresses further. It seems like his marriage to Lois Lane forced him to evolve, especially 
after oh there there there's spoilers in this uh in this conversation <laughs> by the way but you should know the deal by now yeah yeah especially after he caused um bizarro superman the american version of superman in this reality superior man superior man thank you to basically die one of the most painful deaths that you can ever see in animation basically almost gave him like an akira style death (laughs) (laughs) that's right holy shit he did give him an akira style death and um and then when lois was like super upset um and she walked away it kind of took me by surprise he went he went sorry like oh yeah right i was just like oh shit like he actually like felt something outside of himself so i feel like that might have been the turning point for him where he decided he wasn't going to be a complete jackass and monster um because we didn't see we didn't see anything along those lines uh for the rest of the film right well one other thing is that here's the thing I haven't read that book in a long time. Mm. I should really f- buy that book again because I don't. Ha- I don't think I have it. But um, I think they changed Wonder Woman's character to the point where I was just like, "Wow, this is really awesome." I love yeah. where her character went. Yes. Um, and like where what she eventually like who she eventually sides with mm-hmm. in this whole war like war between. Superman in the West. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, um, was it called Red Sun in the book? Yes. Yes. And then, but in the movie, he's called Superman. Um, wait, I haven't read the book in a long time. Yeah. We need, we need to brush up on the, on the source material. On the source material, sure. But it was, I thought it was really good. It was awesome. I gotta say, I hope that DC just keeps putting out quality stuff like this going forward again this was based on one of their great storylines from you know uh, back in the day if we can call it back in the day at this point but um hopefully they'll keep drawing from material like that and making uh quality films because i have to say like the last few dc animated films i did not really enjoy what were the last ones i can't i I don't even exactly exactly i know there was a wonder woman one but I didn't like that one too much, but it was called Wonder Woman Bloodlines. Mm. I thought that one was all right. I thought the the first Wonder Woman uh, cartoon that came out was great, mm. um, but that one, not so much. And then the one before it, was it a Suicide Squad one? I think so. I know there was a Harley Quinn and Batman one, and then I was just like, oh, that's awful. <laughs> the one where, where it's like all kitschy and like... And she... Fucked Robin. Yeah, she <laughs> fucking. What was who? Who hurt that? The writer of that <laughs> of that movie. Then he had him like that. He needed to vomit that out onto fucking D- Blu-ray and DVD. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Um, on DC Comics, whatever. Hmm. So anyway, uh. Let's talk Monster Hunter. You brought that to my attention, and then I promptly shot it down. Monster Hunter? Yeah, with M- Mila Jovovich uh, and <laughs> Tony Ja. Mila Jovovich. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's Mila and, and Tony Ja. Uh, In a Paul W.S. Anderson movie. Yeah, I mean, 
that's as much as I know. What do you? I know that you're the Jaw fan here, so I am the Jaw fan. Um, the Jaw fan, uh, the Jaw fan base. We're called Jaws. Um, <laughs> oh God! Thank you for laughing. Please clap. Um, but yeah, the just because Jaw is in it uh, doesn't make it good. He was in Man of Tai Chi. Oh, uh, was he? Oh no, that was equal ways. Oh, oh god. Oh god. Wow, I was about to say that film was so bad I didn't yeah. even know Tony Jaw was in it. No. Woo. God. That sucks. Um <laughs> But uh, uh uh yeah, Tony Jaw doth not maketh a good movie. I saw a movie that he was in called Skin Trade with Dolph Lundgren. Oh man. And it was uh, it was like what's it called that movie that we saw together that uh, Undisputed Two ah like the fights were great okay the story what is I was like what is this they're they're making mm. they're trying to tell a serious story about sex trafficking in a kung fu movie wow okay <laughs> I wonder if these movies are gonna be like the the bad movies that we love to see several decades from now oh yeah 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 like trash just yeah absolute trash you think like like our kids are gonna be like you know we're gonna watch uh what wait what was this movie with Dolph Lundgren and uh Tony skin John? trade skin trade it's like let's watch skin trade tonight it sucks but you know we're gonna <laughs> laugh at it I, I hope they say that about the fucking uh you know what movie I want I, I want them like I eventually when my kid is old enough and I'm talking about you know, very late teens. Okay. Um, is Life Force? I was just thinking about that movie again today. <laughs> it's uh that movie's fucking It's a great movie. <laughs> I think it's a royal piece of shit, but it's no, like well made it's like a piece de resistance piece of shit. It's one of those things that will age like fine wine. You know? You gotta leave it up on the shelf. Like fine champagne. And let exactly <laughs> And let it mature. Yeah, you know? true. You don't just take it right out of the barrel. No, 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 no. no, no, no. You got to age it. Yeah, totally. And then, uh, you know, say what you will about the excessive nudity. There's titties in it. <laughs> <laughs> let's not let's not mince words here. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah. So what were we talking about? Not skin trade. We're talking about a oh, monster hunter. Monster hunter. It's yeah, it's like one of the. Uh, it's like one of the few. Th- there's a few video game movies coming out. I mean, like they're ta- like Tom Holland is talking about doing that. That what's it called? That Nathan Drake movie. You know that movie that vi- based on the video game series where it's like Indiana Jones, not Fallout, Tomb not Raider? Far Cry, <laughs> not Tomb Raider, the other one. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Not Pitfall. Pitfall, Pitfall. the old Atari game. Yeah, I know, right? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Only if they have my age. Only if they have pixelated crocodiles (laughs) in that movie will I go watch it. Um, so hard to get past them. You had to land on their eyes. (laughs) It's it's that was really weird. That deep fake with. with Robert Downey Jr. and Tom Holland. Oh, like, put over a scene in uh, yeah. Back to the Future. Yeah. But, you know, kind of cool, though. It's it's weird because 
you know, the the deep fake technology is not completely perfected at yeah. this point. Um, and when that day comes, you know, forget about any sort of uh, distinguishing between fantasy and reality. Yeah. Uh, but to see sort of like the face come in and out of uh, the original actors and Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr.'s, it was kind of trippy. It's just like, am I on drugs? What yeah, is going on here? Yeah, that was weird, yeah. Yeah, the 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 franchise is called Uncharted. Oh, Uncharted! I've never played the Uncharted series of games. Me neither, but I know it was super popular. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it's something they'll resurrect just so Tom Holland can say, "Hey, I'm not only Spider Man," you know. But I would not. I, if I were him, I would just fully embrace it. Fuck it. This is going to make his bag for the rest of his life. Yeah. Just you know, lean into it, buddy. Um, another deep fake that I saw. They had, uh, you know, the Morpheus uh, Neo scene in Matrix One where, you know, I know Kung Fu, show me, and they're fighting. They replaced Neo's face with Bruce Lee. Yes, I saw that. You saw that one? Yeah. Um, Just like, uh, no. Because Bruce Lee would be so much faster. Yes, exactly. Keanu Reeves. (laughs) Keanu Reeves is like 56K modem. Bruce Lee is like the Wi-Fi of today, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like it takes man. you forever to like load and throw a kick. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I mean, nah, you know, that's all right. I, I'm like, all right, that's interesting. I, I, I just like, I have this fascination with deep fakes. I'm like, I don't, like, I don't, yeah. Guys, we could we could do like it, it feels like action figures. It feels like <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be great if like Boba Fett was on the Star Trek Enterprise or he was in like you uh, know what? Don't don't start <laughs> getting crazy here. All right, I almost threw up in my mouth when you said that. He has no place in Star Trek. Okay, much less the Enterprise. Right. I'm just saying maybe Q God. dresses up like Mando for. Uh, I could see Q dressing up as Lando Carizian, but yeah. but Boba Fett on the bridge of the Enterprise that makes no fucking yeah. sense. <laughs> <sighs> and with that tone of disgust, we end the show. Oh, really? Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this misadventure of ours. Um, be sure to follow us on iTunes and uh, social medias: Twitter, Facebook. And Instagram, Spotify, and, and Google Podcasts. Yes, and uh, you know, if you want, uh, send us an email at uh, robotsversustaxes at gmail dot com, and uh, you know, send us all any kind of life question you want, and we will respond to you with advice on your relationship and <laughs> sex advice. And be sure to uh, listen to our snippets on YouTube. That's Robots versus Taxes on YouTube. Uh, gives you a sense of some of our earlier shows and what we do. Yeah. Give right. us a like, share, and subscribe. Saturate yourself with our dulcet tones. That's right. RBT all the time. Yeah. So from both of us here, I'm Pablo Morale Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes. Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. And while you're out there, you could try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the Week.